Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. The sun is shining, Good. so I'm happy. We love it when the sun shines. We do. We do. What about you? I'm okay. I did a mini swap over of clothes, so I now have my tr transitional wardrobe in play. You, so, you're ahead of me, as always, in this particular well, game. No, I need advice because I also need to buy new garment back. You know those like long under the bed ones. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I need to get new ones of those because mine have 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 suffered long and hard, shall we say? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently doing research on what's the mo the optimum one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do think people could make nicer ones. There's like yeah. something a pattern, but they're like with flowers, really bright colors, and it's like yeah. or, or really icky and you think well no i'm not looking for loud or icky i'm looking yeah. for chic have you i mean that's not the chicest place in the universe but i i guess you have been to lakeland the website. i know that is your favorite mm. i have i haven't looked this time that's where the original ones that i've got right now come from i will look again Thank do you still get the paper catalogs because i remember you no they're no i don't actually get any catalogs um uh. which is in interesting you should bring that up because you might have heard that they're not doing the argos catalog anymore mm. so um there has been I've, i had some conversations with some people about that um what what is our replacement and um you won't like my replacement i think okay that's okay. It's it's the Aldi special buy email that I get. I the what? Um, I quite like it. The Aldi special buy. Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't even fully know what that is. Yeah. I think it's it's maybe not for you, but it it keeps me okay. keeps me going. Well, good. That's mm. what we want. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we want, but you know I know we do not want to waste paper, and I, that is a bad that, thing. Yeah, I don't want exactly. to do it. But I know how much you love a catalogue, so mm. I don't, you know, I'm hoping that these newsletters fulfil the same They needs. do. They have images Good. with descriptions, you know, this, in, an orderly, you in an orderly fashion. I feel that we should make our own. Don't you think it would be fun? Oh, yeah, it would be. That's a it good idea. It would be idea. like not things for sale, just stuff we like. Yeah. We can do our own catalogue. Oh, my that God, would be I'd so really good. like to do that. Yeah. What a good <sighs> idea. I think we should just give up our jobs and do that. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, my job is a bit like that at times. And my Instagram is a bit like that. Yeah. So I think we have found so something. We're, 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 we have an outlet. For yeah. yeah. But I think a combined one would just be... Oh, marvelous. that would be just... It would be too good. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're going to really make that happen because that's just too much fun. Yeah. And, and I, can I tell you what the first thing, my first entry would be? Okay, please. Okay. Now, do you remember a while ago I was telling you once again about my love for pencils? Mm -hmm. And you said to me, what do you sharpen them with? And you caught me. I hadn't gone into a world of pencil sharpener <laughs> and I felt ashamed. That, oh, I'm that sorry. I love pencils so much and I'd managed to neglect all of my pencils up until this moment. So, of course, I did my research. And I found a pencil sharpener that I love so much, Beatrice. Oh. I did not know I could love a pencil sharpener this much, but I do. Because it's got two little holes, right? Mm -hmm. And the first one takes the wooden bit off. Yeah. And then the second one sharpens the point. That's incredible. I can't That's, tell you. I love yeah. it. 
What material is it made of? It's plastic, so it's it's like it's excuse me, it's like it's fine, you know, it's just a neat mm. little you can get it in black or white. I chose black and it's just a neat little pod thingy mm. that's clear on top. But the function, marvellous. Love it. Sounds amazing. So now all of my pencils are double sharpened and mm. I feel like a better woman. That's that's fantastic. I mean what what yeah. more would you possibly want? I mean really literally nothing mm. because this is really absorbed quite a lot of my time and happy thoughts oh god and what else has been happening um what else has been happening i don't know i feel like the sharpener was you know that was my high point Mm. literally and metaphorically how about you well i've ordered two things and i haven't collected them from the post office yet where they've been delivered to okay and they're both two little bags it's difficult i think i must have been inspired by what you said about pochettes and also the fact that i haven't used my handbag since march and i don't really feel like using it ever it's very nice but i don't i don't Mm want to use it again so this one of them is like uh like a sort of biggish wide belt type thing that you do like crossbody and then it just has hanging of it two little pouches pochettes and um, I think one is meant to be your phone and maybe the other one is a bit small I think you could get um, a key in it and oh that sounds perfect yeah it's it I was so pleased when I saw it and then the other one is more or less the same just in a different color i couldn't make up my mind so i bought them both well that sounds lovely and what colors what fabrics so i think they're both nylon and um or you know that some sort of artificial fiber and one has a black pouch and a green like olive green and the belt is striped with green and I can't remember the other colors. This is colors. perfect for you. Yes, and then the other one is just more sort of a plain black thing. Wow, that's yeah. such a useful mm. thing. Yeah, and I was so keen on it. It was actually I'd seen it and I didn't buy it, and then I looked again and it had gone. And I actually signed up for an email, so I was told when it was Excellent. came back online, and I instantly bought it, which is that's very organized so for me. Yeah. It's super. Mm. So yeah, later on, that... I'll go to Sorry, the post no. office and I will oh, get them. exciting. Send me yeah. pictures. Mm. Oh, yeah, That's I will do that. That's very exciting. Mm. I know it's weird with bags, isn't it? I The one that I use is <clears throat> when we take Coda out for longer walks, we have the bag with all Coda's provisions. Mm. Because obviously it's very important that Coda has anything. Oh, yes. Needs any whim he might have, anything Mm. he might think of that he thinks he needs, Mm. I put in my bag. So I have the Coda bag, but I don't have, I'm not using my own bags really. No, I usually just, I have a few, what's it called, like totes, I guess, but just made out of fabric. I guess they're also a bit from the beginning of of what's going on that I was always mm. on the lookout for certain foods so I always had to yes. have a bag on me that if I came yeah. across a certain item that I could just buy it and take it with me so that's but been these sound marvelous yes yeah I look for I hope I hope I won't be disappointed when it's when I see them you never quite know oh, but I, I that I'm, might, I'm that positive brand will rue the day yeah if they've missed yeah they've missed advertised to mm, you mm. i don't think it's so not. so i'm, I'm no, hopeful. I, no i'm 
optimistic. Yeah. I think this is going to be fabulous. Mm. And I'm looking forward to the photographs okay. of these in Yes. Styled. <laughs> Styled, yeah. Oh, and I wanted to tell you a thing. Yeah. I watched this, oh, it's so fascinating, this documentary film called Be Natural, The Untold Story of Alice Guy Blachet. Have you heard of her? No. How have we not heard of it? This, it's just, it's, oh, but let me tell you who she is, right? Yeah. She was a French filmmaker mm-hmm. in the, like, late 19th, in into the 20th century. And she's, like, super important and fundamental to the development of cinema. You know, she worked at Gaumont, mm-hmm. was really fundamental there. She is probably the first person to start thinking that you can make a narrative film. So like, oh, okay. like the mm. early films were all spectacle. You know, mm. they were just like, here's a train arriving, here are people leaving a factory, mm. that kind of thing. And she saw that you could use it as a medium to tell stories. So one of her earliest ones that, that the film shows this shows bits from is called The Cabbage Fairy. It's really fabulous. <laughs> it's from 1896 and it's this, the actor, actress is in, you know those, those sort of lovely Victorian theatre costumes that are indicating lightness but are very sturdy. So she's very corseted but she has her, you know, frilly, short frilly dress because she's a fairy. Oh, okay. Mm. I really love it. And she's in a cabbage patch and she just sprinkles her fairy dust and little babies real babies appear wow real babies real babies it's amazing and there's like there's ones where women dress up as men and there's like oh they're so good there was ones talking about gender identities it's so 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 important and she did the close-up first like all these things that are completely (laughs) can you hear this dog coda's outraged that people don't know about this woman (laughs) So she's like super important. She worked, yeah, she's French. She was working in France, really, as I say, at the top level, working there. She went to New York, and when this was when the film industry was mainly based in New York and Jersey, and she had a big film studio in Flushing. And she, you know, she was in charge of it. She ran it. She had the whole making process within the buildings she was in charge of it she had this big sign be natural which is the title of the film which was to oh, encourage for, for acting to be oh natural. wow that's incredible um, at that time exactly so really ahead of her time she was really really amazing and she was completely written out of history like even while she was alive gomont books were being produced that didn't mention her do they People say were, why well, basically because she's a woman. Mm. So so apparently, like, really early on in cinema, quite a lot of women made films, and it was just, like, usual that women would also make films and be directors. But it, it really, they get kind of closed out of it increasingly. And she went to America with her husband, who I think also worked for Gaumont and was doing various things there. So she was, like, promoting the films there. And... So the studio that she built and ran, he gets credited for. Mm. And then, like, throughout her life, she's trying to get her biography, her autobiography, I mean, published, and it never happens in her lifetime. And she's writing, you know, someone high up at Gaumont is saying, you write a chapter that's about your contribution. Get Then it gets published without that. And it's Incredible. just... 
it's it's just like maddening and it's i mean it's so fantastic to learn about her and she's so inspiring you know she has children she's got this really busy life she's really accomplished she's clearly completely driven to create and is hugely creative and as i said is commenting on contemporary mores is commenting on you know the way masculinity is seen you know really insightful fascinating films mm. you know she influenced eisenstein she you know alfred hitchcock was really fascinated by her all these people cite her but she's been written out like there's been a couple of books on her but she's just you know she's someone we should know in the same way that we know eisenstein and she's just gone and yeah, the film, it's like, it's one of those things where you watch the film and you keep thinking, how is she not known? And then you remember she's a woman, and that's why. And it, it's like, it's a brilliant thing to know, and it's a really fascinating documentary, and I really like the way they do it. They do nice graphics that I enjoyed. Oh, and Bitch is something that really annoyed me. Like, it's really good that there are people who collect silent films, because obviously they're very, very fragile and can mm, combust. Explode, yeah. Mm. But... This man had two of her early films because she tried to start collecting them herself and couldn't because she just didn't have any of her films. And she asked him if she could have those two. And he said, no, they mm-hmm. were his. Huh? No. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a really interesting documentary. She is clearly amazing. And we all need to know all about her and think about her and just everything. How but it's long- also... Sorry, I was just going to say, and it's mm. also an important reminder that there's a whole other set of histories that we need to think about and that you mustn't just believe the first history book you read. Yeah. And um, uh, how long did she live? Do you know, roughly? I don't know. Hang on, I'll just try and find her. She was definitely... I think she was very... Elderly in some of the. Oh, okay. oh, here I've got her dates: 1873 mm. to 1968. Okay. This is her IMDb biography. It says the first, the world's first motion picture director. Wow. Yeah, mm. she was. A, she started as a secretary at Gaumont, and then just you know began <laughs> making films. Mm. And she's yeah, she's just extraordinary. I'll definitely watch that. That's yeah, I watched it on Curzon Home Cinema. I don't know if mm. it's available on other okay. things, but mm. it's it's just so. As I say, it's like it's shocking, but not shocking that she's not known. But it it it's like you keep thinking, how was she so thoroughly ignored? And do you <sighs> hear her speak at all? Does she? Yes, oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. There's mm. these lovely interviews with her from the fifties. They're great. They're really good. And then there's interviews for, with her daughter from, I think, like about 10, 15 years ago mm. that are really interesting as well. And it's it's also, it's it's a really kind of interesting detective story yeah. on, on like really, really good research. Like the curator who um, worked on it, I think it's Pamela Green, her name. She, it's just extraordinary, like how she's, finding things it's like so fragmented her story and so difficult to see some of the films because mm. few still survive and they're sometimes on really weird formats that mm. she's you know chasing around the united states trying to find you know how to actually just watch a bit of the film yeah and then she's coming across you know distant ancestors no descendants the other mm. direction descendants of hers and you know she found someone who was a descendant of one of 
Alice um, Yee's cameramen, and they had a load of memorabilia. So it's like finding sort of pockets of memorabilia in different places. Mm. I mean, so it's really fascinating as a kind of study of how how curators work. Yeah, it sounds amazing. But I expect you might know that. (laughs) A little bit, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're the top researcher. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh yes. So that was that was something I really enjoyed. Yeah, that sounds very good. And I inspired by you. I've I've finally I finally watched all the Doris Langley Moore films she did for the BBC. Oh my God. And I cannot believe you know, obviously I knew of her and of these mm. films because they're often clips are often used. But I'd never set through the entire six. Right. And I don't know why. I don't. I just don't quite know why. I, I think I thought that would be silly. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know why. I, I, was, I was quite surprised. I, they weren't what I thought they would be. Oh, really? What did you think they'd be more? Well, I think I thought I was fear. I probably feared that there would be a lot of cliches. You know, right. um, and she's obviously a massive Fablen fan. You know, she keeps going <laughs> yes. on about people wearing stuff to show they're not working. I mean, that comes up in yeah. Oh my goodness! Every episode, I think. Do you know about pleasure and beauty? Yes. <laughs> and um, so that, but she also, I thought interesting that the first one she tries to dispel some myths. You know, I really thought it was yes. funny when I think it is her and then three men, and they're obviously meant to be these fashion dictators um and she, that's such a good bit I yeah that. and it's really well uh what's where the dressing the set is dressed really well yes um i love that when when she sort of says it's not people dictating and it doesn't happen quickly and it's not just one person inventing something yeah. and i i thought that was good that she that she yeah did that and i didn't you know, I I didn't know that much about her. I only sort of knew that she was instrumental in setting up the museum in Bath. Mm. But I've now read a bit more, and I didn't realize she read. She wrote so many books, and she was a Byron specialist. Did you know that? No, I didn't know she was a Byron. Specialist. Oh, she was. Wow. She wrote several important books about By- Byron, and um, and so she obviously can write. I I didn't expect, mm. you know, I did, her pronunciation, of course for us now maybe is quite oh but funny. I love that yeah Her the way she says masculine she has a, she has a way of saying masculine I can't do it which is quite oh, funny masculine. yeah more yeah exactly masculine. you can do it <laughs> no well I had a my French teacher at school said masculine <laughs> so she said it's in the masculine for mm. <laughs> um no she is she's extraordinary and she's clearly a, a complete force of nature mm. that she collected all these clothes that she got the funding to set herself up, you know, as a costume museum in places in Kent, is it, first of all, I think? Yeah, she keeps and saying near Tunbridge Wells. She always <laughs> makes sure that people know it's near Tunbridge Wells. Um, Somewhere very sedate and nice. Yeah, Elridge Castle, I think it's called. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm. And, and I love it. I think these are the first, in Britain anyway, the first TV programmes on fashion. And, yes, you're right. And I think, well, I think going back to what I was saying about the, the film on Alice Blachet, that you, it's so important to do your historiography because there's so many things she says and you think, wow, I've read quite recent books where people still are denying mm. that fact. 
back. Mm, that's so we true. need to mm. look at our four, not forefathers, four mothers, four sisters, yeah. I don't know. Um, because it's kind of crushingly awful when people say stuff as though they're the first they've thought mm. of it and it's just that they haven't read the four sisters or whatever we call them. But it is... I mean, they're hugely entertaining, I think, these programs. And I think they are really well done. I mean, they're very, very dated. But, yeah, but they're really fun. I mean, they. she says at some point that there are 50 people uh, wearing the clothes um, in this whole series. So she says that in one of the later oh, ones. And, and there's like a young Vanessa yes, Redgrave. Yes, that's right. And Lynn Red, Red, Redgrave as well, I yes, think. and Benny Hill. That's oh now see see I'm not very good at recognizing some oh that's now it makes all make sense. I know. Yeah. It's such a strange mix of people. Yeah. And then she she also I like that it's quite a bit about men's wear as well which isn't yes. you know not everyone would do. And there are a lot of I mean some of the clothes the more rare the rarer ones there is a I think it might even be late 17th century coat or early 18th century men's coat that comes up all the time because it's obviously the only one she has and thankfully she didn't get someone to wear that one um that's just on a mannequin all the time but there's such a massive range and I wonder whether someone in Bath they must have done that you know compared what's in the film with what's in the collection because there is a new look suit by Margot Fontaine appears at some point um so yeah so I didn't I didn't expect such a high production value yeah no it's really Um, good I think and I I really like like I I enjoy the one that's I can't remember what the title of it is but it's basically about fashion being being impractical and exaggerated but the thing that I think she does like she's she's she sort of does her due diligence and she says crinolines they're so impractical hobble skirts they're so impractical but then only in the last bit should she say well actually they're not that bad because and she shows you all the little ways that they were made more wearable mm, and I true. kind of think couldn't you have done that throughout because I think there's so many criticisms to fashion but I just kind of refuse to engage with them and I just tell you what I think. Mm. Well, not just what I, you know, obviously, I'm a historian. I don't just tell you what I think. But you know what I mean? I think show people why this is important rather than saying, I know you don't think it's important, Mm. you you know? But I think it's really interesting how she does it. And it is, I mean, like we were saying the other day when we were talking, it is kind of so shocking to us (laughs) to see people walking around. Yeah. But I do, there's, it's like a kind of, very weird thing to watch people walking around these gardens mm, yeah in the dresses and i do wonder i wanted to ask you what you thought do you think they've got the all the layers from like do you think they're wearing i think they do i think it's really wow. in that respect as, as always it's the hair but even that isn't that bad i you no. know she even a few times people show their shoes and they there's one there's a little boot like I don't know maybe 1860s or something like that and it has elastic and you can see the elastic has completely gone you know like an like what we now would now call a Chelsea boot Um, and the sort of triangular elastic insert is just you know not elastic anymore but but someone is wearing the boot that is quite incredible and at some point there is this man 
who shows an umbrella and it's like a folding umbrella from the I think even from the 18th century wow. and it's um and not just the handle folds you know the actual what are they called arms I can't remember the Spokes. yeah they fold up as as well and so I accessories wise and I wrote down I wish I'd written down I some of what she says the only thing I did manage to write down was there's always a certain irresponsibility about hats <laughs> I love that <laughs> And she says like ten things like that where you think that's incredible. I, know, no, I mean, she is she is so articulate, and I love mm. how she remains stony faced throughout. Yes, but she's really very witty. Yeah, yeah, she is, and it's really camp as well. It some is. Of what she says, that's true. In the best possible fabulous mm. way, I think she's. You no, know, I mean, I think she's like super clever in the way she presents it because it, yeah it's completely deadpan mm. and I like how she what she wears yes it's quite sort of severe and pared down and exactly it's very mm. proper and mm. no messing about yeah. she is the authority yeah um no I I'm so glad you watched it it's so good yeah and I I, I don't again I don't think I mean there is you know obviously there's quite a bit about her and I presume people know her in different spheres like Byron's scholars mm. might not know about the rest um yes and she also wrote uh, apparently really important biography about someone a novelist that you will know I think she wrote the railway Chil- railway children <gasps> oh, she called Nisbet or Na- um Edith Nisbet or something yes. yeah yeah Edith Nesbit Nesbit um and apparently that's really important so she it's quite incredible all the stuff that, and she yes. she wrote a ballet um she didn't do the and did you know that was that thing I really that surprised me she designed Catherine Happen's dresses for the African Queen wow hmm. I mean I think well it's like Stella Mary Newton who yeah. set up the history of dress course at the courthold it's I feel like that, I think it's sort of interesting because I feel like there are points in history where women, I mean, obviously it's women of a certain class, Mm. white women with a certain amount of privilege who could move between all these kind of interconnected spheres that they seem to work in theatre and fashion and art galleries and literature and it's all quite smooth, and I think it is kind of white privilege that enables that, but they're also incredibly pioneering, feisty women to be admired mm. because they do have these incredible careers that seem to sort of effortlessly move between things. But then there seem to be periods where that all gets locked down, yeah. and you can only be this thing or that thing, and if you're a woman, maybe you can't be any of those things True. anyway. Mm. I think there's like, yeah, sort of the interwar period is a really key po- point, I think, where there is real mobility and across different kinds of roles and different genres, different disciplines. And it seems like sort of post-war as well. Yeah. And then it gets very sort of strict between, you know, if you're if you if that's your job, you can't then move between. I, that's true. I also think, I mean, I read her DNB um entry and i think mm. it must be i suspect it is quite old she died in 89 and it says quite early on although she had no formal education 
She read widely under the guidance of her father, who was a newspaper editor, and her mother was actually a theatrical designer. But again, I think, you know, now not having been to university and then writing a book about Byron, that probably wouldn't really, I don't know, I think things would would be more difficult. I think it's, yeah, that's a whole other conversation, Mm. but I think it's got kind of ridiculous the level of education you have to have before you're allowed to even write a book or be mm. a curator. Mm. And it's not always really appropriate that you mm. have to do that first. But yeah, like you say, really she must have she must have, you know, been comfortable in terms of money. But, oh, yeah, yeah mm. absolutely. And mm. clearly if her father you know, if her parents were in those spheres, that gives her contacts, but it's her intelligence and mm. wit and talent that carries her through all of that yeah. and yet and I just yeah I just love listening to how she speaks mm. because I I really find it fascinating how accents change over time and inflections change over time that that obviously she has an upper class or a sort of posh accent mm. not super posh but posh but a, a posh accent now would be completely different yeah And I also wonder, I mean, this is 57, so, you know, what would she have spoken, you know, how how would she have sounded in the late 60s, you know, would she, would would she herself, like the queen, you know, would she herself have changed? Um, I need to check, I didn't check whether she's on YouTube or somewhere, whether there's a later interview, which could be interesting. But she definitely, I think, I hope someone, maybe there is a biography, but I don't think so. I hope someone does one. Because she, it sounds like there's a lot one could write. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. No, she's she's really interesting. And yeah, these programs, it's so great that these, they're on YouTube mm. now, so they're so easy to yeah. access. They're just fascinating. They are, they are, definitely. I feel she also, can we also, in our catalogue that we're going to make, Yeah. can we also have people we think are interesting? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay, so she, yeah. she's in it. We've got my pencil sharpener and Doris Lang's yeah. Morse. And I think your bag, yeah. bag, belt situation. Mm. So you've got three things already. Three things already, on. yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's, That's a good, good start. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of us already. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Excellent. Well, maybe we leave it there. Yeah, I think we should. Because that's I, a lot to We've done about. enough, yeah. Oh, my God, we have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.